Welcome to The Unheralded. This is a podcast where we get to learn more about the sports professions you thought you knew about. With the help of those already working in their field, we'll get notions dispelled, hear some weird stories, and get to appreciate their jobs just a little bit more. I'm your host, Eddie Almaguer, and on today's show, Assistant Coaches. Anytime we tune into a game on TV, we'll always get some sort of identification on the coach. The graphic will maybe say their record with the team and how long they've maybe been there. What we never see or hear about really is the assistant coaches, right? Are they just supposed to yell out the same thing the coach does to the players? Are we supposed to even notice them? How much do they even interact with the players? On this episode, I spoke with Dave Boos and Jen Rocha. Dave has been an assistant volleyball coach at Florida for the last seven years, and Jen has been an assistant softball coach for the last 11 years at the same program. Each of their teams is one of the best in the country. So how in the world do they contribute to it? They opened up about their past, why it's easier for players to form a relationship with assistants and the head coaches, and they answered my biggest question. Why in the world are they not head coaches yet? Jen, in general, um, the assistant coach, when you maybe introduce yourself to someone outside of the sporting world, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Jen Roach, I'm an assistant coach, University of Florida. What are some misconceptions they think that you do or, or that you don't do? Um, I think people that are outside of our are uh, my softball bubble anyways, um, you know, and they know that I work at a university, so maybe they, they kind of think that, you know, I teach or I do, I coach and I get to, I do something else, kind of more like a high school coach would, would be, you know, the um, the role that a high school coach would take. So they, sometimes I'll say, well, you know, do you teach a class? What else do you teach? And, you know, I actually feel really fortunate that I get to explain to them like I actually get to coach and be part of you know the girls lives every day like that's what my profession is I get to go outside I get to play I get to live in the outdoors um and so I I feel really you know I'm excited to share that um and I just feel like it's a real benefit you know for me to be able to actually have a job that just I get to be in sports all day I think that the one I have to find most entertaining is my friends from when I was growing up. Um, they're like, what do you do in the off-season? Just like golf? And like, what do you do? <laughs> like, well, actually, the off-season is probably as busy or more busy than in-season. Um, the, the part that I think that's not known is just how much behind-the-scenes stuff we're doing all the time. Recruiting is an ongoing, every-moment-of-your-life thing. I'm going to stop here for a second because both Jen and Dave really stressed how much of their job was taken up by recruiting, much more than what you've heard. Volleyball and softball are both perennial top 10 programs, but to stay that good, they have to keep the talent flowing, and to keep the talent flowing, they always have to be on the move. The time that that takes off the court, um, it, 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 you can't even measure the amount of time. You know, Your life kind of is always revolving around it, from taking trips on weekends but also the phone calls and things that happen with club coaches and recruits that call them call you on your cell phone at just random times. You know, your life has to kind of stop when that big recruit calls you and it's your kid's birthday party. You literally have to stop and take that phone call a lot of times. And that's something that is a very difficult thing to adapt to, not just for yourself, but for your family. Um, they have to be able to kind of roll with the punches. Um, I think the, the nonstop travel is another thing that people don't quite know much about that we're always on the road so you know in the off season we're normally on the road probably 
three of the four weekends a month. Um, plus, obviously, during the week, we have practice and such with the team. So you don't have a lot of time off. And so when your time off comes, you really have to utilize it. So, you know, when I have a weekend off this weekend, you know, my family is planning everything we can possibly do with my kids <laughs> during that time to make sure we maximize it so my kids get the time with their dad that they can possibly have. Simply by not being the head coach, the player-coach dynamic changes drastically for someone like Jen, who says players loosen up a little bit around her as opposed to around softball head coach Tim Walton. The relationship with players as well is something that's pretty pretty key, and, and it seems like assistant coaches, they're not seen as the, 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 bigger, the biggest authoritative figure on the team, so they, they maybe are able to mesh a little bit well, a little bit better with the players. Do you find that's true? Yeah, you know, it was funny. I was able to have um, the experience of coaching, being a head coach this past summer um, with, the, with, the, with the women's professional league that uh, softball has. Um, and it's definitely a different dynamic um, from head coach to players than it is from assistant coach to players. Um, you know, I think as assistant coaches, the players feel like maybe they have a little bit easier access. They can have easier conversation. It's kind of like, you know, working for a boss sometimes you're a little bit hesitant you know to ask questions and you might think twice before you open your mouth you don't want to say the wrong thing and you know where you have your supervisor maybe you're a little bit closer you work with them a little more often you're a little more comfortable conversation and so I as an assistant coach I get to like I said I get to bridge the gap um, and have those casual conversations with our players and tell him the boss isn't so scary he's actually a nice guy <laughs> even though he's pushing your buttons he's just trying to get the best out of you um so i you know i enjoy the relationships that i get to build as an assistant coach um i think it's important to to have that um and that's not saying our head coach has you know really good relationship with our players um but he does get a little he can get a little bit more out of them um, at, at certain times than I can, um, but, uh, but I do have a, a good relationship and like I said, just bridging the gap between those two. You know, you can have all the knowledge you want in your head, but if, if you don't have that relationship with that player and that trust built, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, we have to spend a lot of time making sure that we gain their trust and, and look at them as, as people. I mean, it's, they're not just players like you see on the floors and maybe as a fan you just see them play the game, but they have real lives and they have real problems and they have worries and concerns and things we have to just work through and we have to gain that trust so you know for example this year we have nine new players on our roster you know so they walked in first day of practice in August and we've recruited them all so that they know us but there's a different relationship when you become the player coach situation and they had to you know go through a season of trying to figure us out and we're figuring them out well, this offseason is, is significant for those players because now it's a time where there's not the pressure of we play Friday, we need to get this done. It's a little bit more relaxed in terms of it's all about your growth. It's all about our relationship growing. So we can spend a lot more time figuring each other out, which helps that relationship for the rest of their career. We understand what they're more about, what's important to them, how we can help them through their, their obstacles that they have. And, you know, Each player's got something that's holding them back and how do we help them break through that wall. So take so take one of those players that walks in. You gotta build that trust, you know, gain earn that trust. Really, mm -hmm. how do you do that? What, what are you doing? Well, I, I think there's a lot of listening that has to happen. You know, I think the tendency for all of us is to want to talk first and listen second. And I think you have to listen to them f first and foremost, and and ask them a lot of questions and just let them talk. You know, and I think 
uh, um, so it takes a while. I think as a young coach, I think you find yourself trying to echo the voices of the people who coached you. And that is something that I think is a very common tread, a, a trend in, in our coaching profession is just people try to mirror people who coach them. And the reality is, is you got to figure out what you're about. Because um, I think we each bring a little different element to it. You know, we joke about our different roles in terms of, you know, Mary's obviously kind of the motherly figure of the group. Shannon's the big sister. And I get to call different things. It could be, you know, it could be big brother. It could be uncle. It could be stepdad. Like there's a kind of, this, you know, somewhere in that range. Um, but even like people in our staff, like our athletic trainer and our strength coach, same thing. We all kind of have a family role with the, with the players. And we try to embrace that. We, we got to play that role where sometimes, you know, mom has to get on them because they're not doing their homework, you know. And for us, it might be big sister. I might put the hand on the shoulder to console them in that moment when they're having a hard time. Um, when they're having a tough time, Big Brother protects them, you know, things like that. Like there's just things that you have to kind of, kind of embrace in your role with each player. And not everyone is exactly the same. There's some players that I have a different role with them than other players. It's just, it just depends on those, that relationship. And it just kind of evolves over time. You know, when you have a lot of time together, you're traveling, um, you're in the offices together, you're just doing all the team building stuff that we do these conversations and these situations just come up and, and your relationship is always evolving, which once again is the fun part of the job. It's why we do it. From an outsider's perspective like mine, it, it seems like being an assistant coach is merely a stepping stone and route to a head coaching career. You put your time in, you climb the ladder, then jump at the first opportunity you see to lead a program. For Dave and Jen, it hasn't quite been that way. They've actually both been head coaches before at one point or another. Dave led Ball State Volleyball for three years, and Jen led the Dallas Charge last summer, a pro softball team and national pro fast pitch. Both didn't enjoy that much success. They each had losing records in their respective sports. Dave realized he still needed to learn a few things. I felt very prepared walking into it, into a head coaching job. I felt like there's a lot of things I did really, really well. I think the things that I was not good at um, and I wasn't as prepared as I needed to be. I knew that this opportunity here would allow me to grow in the ways that I, I was not as good as I should have been. You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of time I get that question about becoming a head coach again. And, and the, the, I'm personally not in a huge hurry for that, but I know it, it's inevitably going to have to happen at some point here again in, in my career. Um, you see in our, in our sport that people who kind of rush to that um, sometimes disappear from the profession pretty quickly because they wash out and then they don't get that next opportunity. Um, I feel very comfortable in where I'm at and what, what we're doing here and I, and I really enjoy what I do. I'm excited for that next time because I think I'm going to be able to do things a lot differently and it's going to really make for a much, uh, much more enjoyable day-to-day -day environment. I think it's going to make for a lot more um, much more laughs in the gym and lots more laughs in, 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 the, in the program in general, just having it be a more fun time. Like right now, we have a fun time every day in this program. And that's something that, as people know in life, like if you have a fun work environment, it makes work not really work. It just makes it something you look forward to going to every day and you're, you're striving towards a common goal compared to grinding it out every day and just getting through it and looking at the clock and hoping you get to go home soon. And that's a big difference. For Jen, it feels like it'd make the most sense to become a head coach. She's won back-to-back -back championships with the school and is considered by many as one of the top, if not the top, pitching coach in the country. I don't know, at what point do you say, you know, I'm really happy with what I've done here, but I think I need to challenge myself and go over to another Power 5 school? Because mm -hmm. I, I imagine you've been approached. Sure, um, sure. 
I don't know, when do you, I, I know it's hard to leave such a great program like Florida and, and wonder to yourself, man, will I ever reach these heights again? But mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, every, every um, coach and every person comes to a point in their career where they go, okay, you know what, I need to change now. Um, and I really, I've had to ask myself that question, is it time for, is it time for a change for me? Is it time to, is it time to move on and start my own program and try to build my own legacy and, um, and, and do that? And, um, you know, and, and sometimes the answer is yes. You know, maybe yeah, it is time. Um, you know, when it when it's come down to it, um, you know, I when it's come down to the true answer, you know, I have just felt like there's um, still more to be desired here, not in a way of championships um, and in a way of trophies and, uh, and and doing that sort of stuff, um, but in a way where I can help grow the people <laughs> at some point. You you, ha you can let that go, and you can say I'm moving on, and I'm going, you know, to a bigger, maybe not better, or bigger and better, maybe. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of questions. Um, I feel like just right now, my role and my calling has just been to be an assistant coach where I am, um, and if the right opportunity presents itself for you know for me and my husband, then I feel like you know what, then we will make that move when when the time is right, when the place is right. In my conversations with both of them, they each kept looping back around to the importance of building a relationship with their players and making sure they're treated not just as players but well as human beings. People can watch um, our game and our sport on TV, and or come and sit in the stands, and they're they're watching they're watching a game, um, and, and so it's entertainment to them. There's an entertainment value in what we do, and I try to keep that in perspective. Of you know, we want fans to enjoy our sport. We want them to understand it. Um, we want them to be invested in what we do. Um, but at the same time, it's keeping in perspective that. They are student athletes. They don't just play softball. You know, they have, they go to school, they struggle with their professors. <laughs> you know, they, they struggle with grades. They struggle with their boyfriends. They struggle with their mom and dads. And, you know, everybody has, everybody has a story. Um, and, and so uh, we, we're just trying to figure out a way to, you know, combine all that together. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great, I, I, re I enjoy my job and I enjoy, you know, being able to be a part of what the University of Florida has going here. Um, and so hopefully we can, uh, I can help put together a, a good product for the university and, and, uh, put a player out on the field who is, uh, um, you know, fulfilled as a person and as a player. That this profession has, has taught me so many things about there's not one way to do anything. You can, you can find a, a way to win and a way to succeed in life on your own path. You just got to find your authentic voice. That was volleyball assistant coach Dave Boos and softball assistant coach Jen Rocha. I'm your host Eddie Amager and I hope you learned something you didn't know 15 minutes ago. This is The Unheralded. See you next week.